Hi everyone, thank you for joining me at Nikki Dare Radio and Podcast. My name is Nikki Dare. I Dare was born of personal hardship, triumph, and the desire to succeed. I Dare is an acronym for integrity, of diversity, adaptation, resilience, and empowerment. It is the hallmark of my life, derived from learning to evolve through difficult circumstances and experiences that result from challenges. And these challenges without obstacles, we never would know the true meaning of success or feel the exaltation or triumph over adversity. My personal mission, therefore, is to help you encounter your purpose and live your best, your best life, your inherent potential, and finding joy in the journey. I did, and so can you. It is about personal empowerment and unlocking your inner potential. Most of all, it's about living a lifestyle of adventures in the outdoors. I dare, therefore, is a way of life. So please join me to discover your inner potential by sharing some of your own challenges. So thank you for watching and thank you for listening. Let's make it a great, great and joyful week this week. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us at Nikki Dare Radio, heard worldwide by millions of listeners with your lovely host, Ms. Nikki Dare. Our podcast hosted by Nikki Dare is your home for education to safety and survival, leadership and inspiration. Nikki Dare is the founder of iDare Inc., a registered 501c3 with its mission to educate and mobilize resources for preparedness and sustainability. Sustainability. IDARE is a grassroots credo and personal mission based on its pillars of excellence, integrity, diversity, adaptation, resilience, and empowerment. Ms. Dare's personal mission is to help you encounter your purpose by unlocking your inherent potential and finding joy in the journey. Women's advocate, transformational mentor, and a seasoned BPR change management consultant, since her early 20s in transforming companies and decades later she is reinventing her purpose and now here's your lovely host Ms. Nikki Dare Hey thank you for joining me again choosing to be here with me Nikki Dare all right, this is Nikki Dare. I just want to show up here. This is something that is still fairly new for me. So it is uh, more so is an audio testing at the same time. Just going to go for it, right? Just like, like anything else in the in our lives, guys, just go at it. And what's worse can happen. <laughs> it doesn't work, right? Try it again. All right, guys, Nikki Dare here. Good to see you guys here. Good in the good to be here. The presence of so many of you who are listening, and I really appreciate each one of you listening to this audio, listening to my voice. We all can use some inspiration every day in our lives, right? I am going to talk about this ten strategic mindset tips for survival. I love this kind of talk, right? I have tons of eBooks, you guys. Um, talking about safety, survival, leadership, all kinds of uh, goodies that we can certainly add in our current toolbox. If we already have a toolbox, that is, if you don't 
start getting one. <laughs> it's a great resources to have to equip us to on our way to climb that uh, top of the mountain, right? And we gotta have to have some kind of survival tips and tricks and it all begins with the mindset so here i am talking and sharing with you guys my personal 10 strategic mindset tips for survival and this is certainly part of my dare inspire series roadmap to sustainability so while i'm catching my breath right now i just want to welcome everybody thank you so very much for listening here and this is really truly the first uh podcast that i'm utilizing and trying it out on this platform so hopefully that you guys are going to appreciate this and i am so grateful for that this is uh 10 strategic mindset tips for survival um it emphasizes the importance of a calm and stealth mindset during any survival event or circumstances situations shares that you know all of these real plans and insight on what processes, what tools that can help us get through, um, you know, situation and things that we are in, right? Keeping you cool can help us make wise decisions and clarity. We all know that, right? The brain talks with us and we talk to the brain and we we basically operate and tell them like we're the controller and we, we, we tell the brain what to do. So this is keeping you cool can help us make wise decisions and keeping the target off our back and much more um and also i want to share how to reduce panic and anxiety boost confidence and morale and prevent stress prevent avoid avoid reduce i know it'll happen i mean most of the season uh first responders when i talk to when i you know ask them directly you know how do you feel when these things are in your face and some of this you know you're in the uniform and then you have to you perform in your duty and all of this and you know most of them are very vulnerable and transparent with me and they said yeah absolutely i'm still stressful i'm still I have you know, I have this butterfly in my tummy and all this, and uh, it's only normal because we're all humans, guys. We're not robots. So prevent avoid stress while keeping your spirits high during the shit hits the fan. I call it SHTF situation. So guys, let's go dive in. 10 strategic mindset tips for survival with me here, Nikki Dare. Thank you so much for being here. Um, often neglected aspect of survival is mental health. The mindset that you carry in stressful or any kind of stressful and high stress performing uh, at work, in business, whatever we are in duty, right? When we were first responders and we, we do this for a living in any kind of stressful situations while having things like food water and shelter are all very important. You might not utilize them all effectively when you're stressed out. Very, very normal and common so by being prepared and strategizing in advance you can help yourself and others stay calm in the event of an emergency and in doing so prevent these you know mistakes prevent accidents and things like that the worst thing that you can do in survival is to panic boy do i know this um so prevent that first and foremost panic you know i i, I want to take you guys back to my um first time when I did my uh, first dive, scuba diving, uh, 60, 60 feet down, <laughs> Catalina Island, of course. Yeah, we all know that when we live in California and get our scuba dive, scuba dive certification here, right? Uh, the PADI certification, we got to pass that test. So my uh, dive master, uh, he is so patient with me. You know, the first thing he would say, 
Whatever you see, whatever you do, whatever you encounter down below, <laughs> not shark, is not to panic. Those are his words. I'm telling you, those are his words. And remember your training. Okay, stay put. Let them go pass by. You know, panic will not will not do the uh, will not do the uh, uh, will not will not be the solution. He always says this. Reduce anxiety by having written detailed plans. Now. Whether it is a physical plan, whether it is a virtual or visual plan, or whether it is a, you already written it out in your brain, basically. Many people have plans in their own heads for whatever to do in the event of various uh, uh, survival situations, right? Uh, we're being taught, I am, I'm in the farms industry, right? I, I, I teach, I'm a certified farms uh, instructor. So everything has to be written out, the what if, what if something happens? What if plan A, plan B, plan C? You gotta have to have the backup plans. And this is so true. When you are out there, um, you know, having this uh, diagnosis and, and scenarios, I should say, scenarios, multiple scenarios in your head, and then you already written it out, a detailed plans, and you gotta have to have that. What if this happened? Then you go here. What if this happened? It doesn't work. And then you go here. Okay, many people have those, including myself, in their own heads. Um, I talk elaborately uh, in my um, in my uh, situational awareness talks and workshops and what have you not. However, in the heat of the moment, the spark of the moment, you won't be as relaxed as you are when you're planning things out. We all agree with this. Um, in the firearms um, industry community, they all said that you are half as good in your best perfect day in training than you are when you get you know, facing these challenges is so true. Half is good. So think about that for a second. It can be easy to forget an important part of your plan when you're rushing to gather supplies and family members, you know, let's go, let's go, let's go, evacuate, and all of these scenarios, right? Which is part of why so many people opt for bug out bags. I am an advocate for bug out bags. Not, not really 100% that you need that, but I still, in the background, I still, yes, we do. <laughs> There's a lot of guys out there that will challenge me. Huh? We don't need that. That's I understand. But you know what? There's, there's the basic, the best baseline, the foundation opt-in for bug out bags. Uh, not one, not two, but multiple. Okay. Um, so you can just grab and run with conveniently. However, not every survival situation dictates that you need to leave home. I get it. That's why I'm preaching as well. I'm advocating this. I get it. Not every time you got to have to evacuate that you leave your home or your, your building or what have you not, right? Such as instances of extreme weather or viral outbreaks. In these cases, you need to have plans what to do while you're contained, you know, at home, at whatever that you're supposed to be contained in, right? Mostly like what we have been going through in the last couple, over a couple of years, right? Uh, isolation, lockdown, and all of this global disruption that we have gone through. So one important thing you should do with your plans is print them out. Laminate them if possible. Boy, guys, this is so important what I just said. Print them out, laminate them if possible before storing them on your computer because it is, is you want to have all of this information resources for you. It's for you to access. The, the key is the access, access to this information, right? What, help, do yourself a favor. Help yourself in this. Do yourself a favor. When you're in the heat of the moment, it says that, you know, you, you're going to go panic, you know, whatever, you know, it depends on the level of your training, obviously, right? The provincial level of your training. Um, seasoned responders, myself too. I mean, I still get those, those little butterflies. Okay, 
calm down, wait, pause, go back to your training, Nikki, right? That's what I do all the time, you know, when I see my son, for example, you know, call 911, I get panic, oh my God. And then I gotta have to pause and think it through. What are the, the, the plans that I've already trained for so many seasons, so many years, so many decades, right? And you forget sometimes, you get blackout. That's why calming yourself, reduce the anxiety, reduce the panic. It's so important by training, repetition, repetition. So I'm also asking you guys to print this out, print them, laminate them if possible. Before storing them in your computer would be a huge risk to take. If you lost power, guess what? Boo-boo. You can access your survival plans. Hello, right? So what I do also is to paste them uh, behind the doors, right, in the hallway, um, also next to my, uh, I've got, I got one in every room, especially in my office room right now. I've got like one, two, three, three, four. Now I've got one in the hallway, a whiteboard. So paste it there, right? What are your survival plans? It's also important not to be general with your instructions. You gotta be detailed in this. You might think you could never forget a simple aspect of a step of a plan, but if it's not written out exactly as it should be, you could go panic and forget easily. Believe me, self-talk. <laughs> Why do I know? <laughs> Ask me. <laughs> Having this easily accessible plans, easier to access can take a load off of you when you're already going to be in a stressful situation. I'm just smiling this out loud, guys, because I really want want you guys to learn it from an experience, you know, um, somebody had gone through this and had failed in somewhat in some of the steps, some of, some of the steps in my journey. Uh, and then I got to have to go back to my roadmap and then I'm sharing it with you guys. So please, um, you know, when I'm smiling, it's not because I'm because I am, you know, I failed, I failed it, you know, some of the plans myself. So that's why I have to perfect it, perfect it. Uh, it won't be perfect, 100% perfect, because it all circumstantial, right? Circumstances, depending on your situation. But having this easily accessible plans can take a load off of you when you're already going to be in a stressful situation. You want to be focused on what's happening in the moment, not having to think back to plans you made months or even years ago, right? So you got to have to be mindful of all of these steps, you know, uh, as detailed, elaborate as you can, if you can, as much as possible. Mental benefits of having essential supply stocked up. Obviously, there are very tangible physical benefits to having all of your essential supplies stocked up in advance, you know, like I've been advocating this everywhere on my platform. I have workshops talking about that always. But there's also a mental health component to the relief that it would bring, right? You'll likely see footages on the news, the stores, when survival situation, any kind of start to kick off, you know, and this is like panic buy, for example. It's so, so true. You know, setting up fears to the consumer, to the mass, from snowstorms, hurricanes, people worrying about a sickness going around, people start to crowd supermarkets and strip the shelf clean like there is no tomorrow. Right, fear buying. Being in an environment like the store at the start of a survival situation can be very, very stressful and very, very dangerous. Dangerous! You'll be very grateful that you are able to stock up ahead of time if you do it correctly, if you do it smartly. I am just encouraging you to think this. This is strategic mindset for survival. Again, you are here to listen to my voice. I'm, I'm giving you Nikki Dare here sharing the 10 strategic mindset for survival. Shit hits the fan. I'm already sharing so far two of the 10. While many people aren't able to easily stock up on that much kind of food, 
and a bunch of other supplies at one time, you can slowly build it up over time while people are relaxed and over the course of a few months have yourself a substantial supply. You want you won't need to be one of those people that, you know, go around <laughs> up to your past supermarkets like, what the hell? My favorite jar of peanut butter is not here anymore. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, even duct tapes are no longer here. Even your, you, you, you know, your favorite whatever is not here because people are fear buying and you don't want to be tied up in that kind of situation. So don't wait until the last minute, you guys. Do not wait ever, ever till the last minute. Okay. So think smart. Think ahead. Um, you know, that's why I'm encouraging you guys to uh, think strategically with me here for survival. So you won't need to be one of those people worrying about being able to get things like PPE, <laughs> first aid kits, or long-lasting food if you already bought it all months in advance. Having one less thing to worry about is always, always smart advantages. So guys, I just want to welcome everybody here to think smart, strategic, and uh, be smart about it. All right, so I'm jumping into the third, number three strategic mindset out of the three. Uh, the third strategic mindset for survival. Inspire confidence in yourself by um, practicing, practicing certain skills. It's important. This is I'm about to share with you some of these things. Something that you might notice about some survival preppers. I'm not, by the way. I mean, you know, I, I'm I'm really moderation is that they always seem to talk about what all skills they ought to use in the event of survival situation, but don't really seem to practice them or learn them very well. I'm sorry, I'm not downing on them, but I, I, I'm, this is so a fact, and this is my three cents about, about all of this preparation, okay? While experienced individuals make it look easy, something as simple as, hey, a fire star stick can be difficult to use. If you pick one up for the first time in a survival situation, you're probably going to be a bit lost on how to use it well. Hello, train them. Train. Practice it. Practice certain skills. So practice it somewhere safe, but get consistent with being able to produce good sparks with a fire starter. You know, guys, uh, whenever I go train out in the, uh, in the desert, you know, at the range, is it an open, open space? This is what I do. I mean, you know, as long as it's uh, legal to, to, to do this and most of, most of the time, if not all, you know, places like this at the range and everything like that, you know, it's very legal. Practice it. Practice it in your back, not in your backyard. I don't know where you live, you know, if it's, if it's like uh, community or residential, maybe not a good idea. But something like this is really, really, uh, pertinent, important, more than you know, more than you can think of that, you know, practice repetition, repetition, because, you know, when it does happen, you know, knock on wood, you know, you, you get it, you get it, you know, it's like your, your brain knows how to do it. Repetition, you know, fosters this confidence and memory building the memory muscle, the muscle memory, I call it, you know, I get it reversed sometimes, uh, builds the memory muscle and memory muscles, you know, foster confidence. So if you have a fire pit or something similar like that, practice safely starting campfire, complete with tinder, starting ticks, or any larger logs that you have. Yeah, I practice this all the time. You know, I don't, I don't wait. And yeah, sometimes you get busy, you get inundated with a daily mundane world, you know, activities every day. And then you go, oh my God, I forgot. Plan it. Plan it, schedule it accordingly into your calendar. You know, how often? I don't know. I don't know your lifestyle. Once a week, once a month, once a quarter, once a year? No, I don't recommend once a year. But as, as regularly, as frequent as you can, you know, integrate it into your lifestyle as well. Integrate it into your calendar. 
So even really simple things that might take some practice, things like filtration straw seems self-explanatory, but if you don't prime them with some water first in most situations, then they can be more difficult to use, more than you know. <laughs> you should also be fully acquainted with how to use every bit of your first aid kit. Hello. Oh my gosh. I shouldn't say saying that hello because it's so true. The last thing you want to have to do while dressing a wound is to have to break out a lengthy manual and try to figure out on the fly. It's like, how, what to do? How to do this? What, what's the instruction say? <laughs> have you heard that one before when you're trying to like, you know, trying to cover your boo-boo or whatever somebody else's for God's sake, you know, if you're a certified cert like myself and you go like, oh my God, I, I don't know what to do. Let, let's read the instructions. Hello. No, not do that. So what I'm saying here, by the way, this is Nikki Dare again. That's still Nikki Dare. By, by being proficient with essential parts of your survival kit, you can easily have more confidence in yourself. If doing more important things like first aid and starting campfires comes easily to you, you'll be less stressed when it becomes required, becomes necessity, become required for survival situations. So guys, please do take notes on this and then please take action on this. Okay, take a deep breath and let's go move on to the next one. I am talking about and sharing with you the fourth strategic mindset for survival out of the 10. Boost the morale of others by staying confident and collected. Oh my gosh, this is so important, guys. I remember my certified, uh, getting certification, my CERT. Uh, CERT is, like a, is an acronym for community, excuse me, community Emergency Response Team. And I've taken it a few times, uh, you know, getting refresher and all of that t- stuff and also second level. That the first time when I, when I, you know, when I took the training way back when, and second time when I took the training way back when, a lot of times this consistently what stood out to me is that you got to have to stay confident. You got to have to stay collected. You know, you got to have to set aside all of your emotion when you do help other people because you're a first responder, right? And that's your duty when you put on that uniform and, you know, um, you, you, you're collected. You, you, you got to stay confident. You got to have to set aside that emotion. You're going to see people. And that's the first thing that I learned. I'm one of the things that I've learned that stood out to me after that class and getting certified. It's like, wow, yeah, that makes sense. Because we, we, we did a drill. We did a lot of scenarios. You know, we did um, scenarios of earthquake. We did scenarios of fires. We did scenarios of uh, flood and things like that, right? Natural disasters. And also, of course, I did quite a lot of stuff in the active shooter scenarios and my, my team and I myself have conducted, uh, you know, uh, workshops and then um, simulation training uh, for active shooter uh, multiple times. And, you know, that's the first thing that we learn, that we want everybody to learn as well, right, to capture that. So if you live with friends, families, or even roommates, they might be more prone to panicking than you are if a survival scenario occurs. And that's normal. That's common because maybe they don't have the same level of training like you do, right? They begin to panic. It might lead them to using more supplies, right? They got to take all the supplies because they don't know what they don't know. And their panic can even spread to you subconsciously. Now, that is, I'm going to repeat that. The panic that other people bring in permeates to the rest of the team, the rest of the people that shared space with you and can even spread to you subconsciously. And that's so important to note. 
So by boosting the moral of others by staying confident and collected is so important. You might have plans that require more than one person to be enacted properly in the event of a danger situation. And then if the other people you're relying on aren't able to focus, right? It can really get messy really quickly. It can really mess everything up, basically. You need to be the one. You are accountable. You held accountable to be the one holding strong that they can look up to and rely on. You got to have to wear that hat. You got to have to have, uh, wear that mentality, especially if they're not interested or knowledgeable in things like survival situation. You got to. You got to have to undress yourself like, a, you know, like myself, for example. People preview me, perceive me like, oh, yeah, she's just like, you know, okay, happy-go-lucky kind of. Man, if I have to face this kind of challenges, guess what? I've got my 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 face, what do you call that? Face game on. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll be a different person. I'll be on the first responder mode. I'll switch that mode rather quickly. You know, whatever I, I remember, you know, I trained for, that's what I need to conduct. And I perform that. I mean, we're talking about saving lives. So there's no compromise. There's no exception. There's none, none. So being a leader is an important skill to have in those times. Being a leader is an important skill to have in those times. By remaining self-assured and calm, you can give them a boost of confidence that since you're not worried, they have no reason to panic and can calm down a bit. Even if you are really worried on the inside, you can at least appear strong to them. I know this for a fact. I know people look at me, you know, I'm surrounded by a lot of certain certain members or whatever but if i'm not surrounded by certain members and i'm the only one certified cert and i'm the only one who's who's, who's rso brain safety officer i'm the only one who's certified all of this instructor and trainers and all of that and by all means people are gonna look up to me people are gonna like hey nikki you already know what the shit i'm gonna have to do right you gotta have to show us how to do it you gotta have to play that role be the leader yourself it's an important skill you guys during this time you gotta have to step up not step down but step up you got to have to show and give them the boost of confidence that since you're not worried, they have no reason to panic and calm down a bit. So I just want to wish you guys to really take good notes on that, what I just share with you, boost the morale of others by staying confident and collected. You are a leader that people look up to during your leading through crisis, in crisis, and lead by example by all means. Okay, the next one. Okay, you ready? This is the fifth strategic mindset for survival. It strengthen your own mindset with simple reassurances. How? Well, no matter what you think you're capable of, nobody's entirely immune to this anxiety and fear that can accompany survival situations. We already know that. I think that's that rule of thumb. I mean, I said it over and over again, uh, uh, you know, sharing it with uh, the the uh, the seasoned first responders, firefighters, my friends, and you know, um, uh, law enforcement leos, uh, you know, season basically, even long distance shooters, and you know, all of this stuff, and you know, um, what do you call this? Uh, SWAT team members, and that's what I'm trying to say. Um, you know, all of this individuals, professionals, I should say, right? Seasoned professionals. I mean, they, they, they still have those, those, those things, right? Um, it's immune to the anxiety and fear. Um, but then we calm down because it's all through training. It, it's all through the repeti repetition. 
uh, that brings us to the level of proficiency. And then it's never enough. It's never enough because if you don't practice and train, which I, I, I know this for a fact when I was down for, um, down from the surgery, a couple of surgeries, you know, I was, I was not able to, you know, pick up the rifles or whatever it is or train or, you know, or, or even do the, uh, some of the things like with my, um, with my uh, colleagues and everything, right. To, uh, safe for safety, um, classes and stuff like that. And I know I'm, I'm a little bit lacking, but you can practice it. You can dry practice it. You can practice, practice yourself at home. You don't have to be out there, but you can practice it because you know what? I'm going to tell you this and I'm going to share it with you because you've already trained for so many decades. You know, a lot of times it's all about visual. A lot of time is all about, yeah, exactly. Visual. And you can mimic this and you can just like in your brain, because your brain's going to be recognizing that and then reactivating that and go, oh, yeah, I've, I've trained with this. Yeah. Okay. She's speaking with me right now. And then, you know, visually you can do this. So you need to be able to do something, solidify your own mindset at any time. And you can do this by reassuring yourself. It's, it seems like almost infantile to sound, right? But just the act of reminding yourself that you know what you're doing and mentally going through the steps. Exactly. Mentally, you know, that's what I, the word that I was, I was trying to uh, find there. Uh, visually, mentally, going through the steps that you know you have to take can give you so much needed confidence boost. And this is so critical. Um, very, very, very uh, true, by the way, guys. Uh, what what I just said that, that, you know, just the act of reminding yourself that you you know what you're doing and mentally you, you, you're going through all of this, uh, the steps that you need it to be done, right? That you know you have to take uh, to take and can give you so much this this confidence level of confidence and boost for confidence a lack of confidence in your plans and your abilities can be just as harmful as being panicked true very true in that you begin to lose sight lose that clarity lose that focus of what's important in that moment and start making more mistakes please believe me even even if it's not the sake for your own comfort um it is helpful to just you know, kind of like consistently going through the steps that you're going to be, you know, that, okay, this is the next step that I'm going to be taking. Um, just go through that mentally and then going to be taking to carry out your plans for survival. It helps to ingrain the process in your mind and you're going to be less likely to forget it. You know, it's called a memory muscle. The more that you practice, the more that you remember it, right? A memory muscle builds... Um, builds uh, the faster the confidence and that's what you want to have basically all right number six we're almost there halfway through number six out of the 10 strategic mindset for survival is calm your nerves nerves by rehearsing uh auditioning or just reviewing rehearsing is the right word yeah calm your nerves by rehearsing you know play the scenarios and and, and simulation this all of the survival plans, much in the same way that you wouldn't go and perform at a play without practicing it. You know, what do you think all these athletes, you know, always practice, practice, practice? <laughs> I'm talking about the NFL guys, right? Athletes. Um, I, I'm just picking a sport here out of my mind. Um, and then they they're gonna show up that one day for a couple hours, few hours to to get into the championship to win it because this is what you do too. I mean, this is. For survival, you want to win it. You want to win out of uh, out of this whatever disaster or you know situation that you're in, right? And that's what it's all about. Win it. 
you're not going to lose this. You're not going to lose your mind. You're going to lose your, uh, you, you're reducing the risk of all of these uh, injuries and, and things like that. And this is exactly the goal, right? Having that strategic mindset for your survival. So calm your nerves by rehearsing survival plans, much is the same way that you wouldn't go and perform this um, without practicing, without exercising it, right? You shouldn't make a bunch of survival plans and never test them out. Oh my gosh, you're so true. I talk about this all the time. You know, whenever we do our community events, whenever I, um, you know, with my idea um, uh, team and uh, folks and volunteers and all that, and when I have, uh, when I get hired to speak uh, by the corporate offices, you know, on site to, um, to do this uh, survival plans and everything like that to their employees, you know, it's so true. You know, we, we, we always play out group scenarios and things like that. And, you know, a lot of the questions, common questions like, oh, I'm supposed to do that. Yeah, you got to have to practice it out. You know, you, you got a ladder, you just bought a ladder and you haven't opened it out and you haven't really practiced it. What happens if there's a fire on your second floor or third floor that you live? Exactly. So these are the things that we overlooked. And that's why having a community, uh, you know, now these days, especially, you know, like a community of uh, a lot of people in it. And I, I think the uh, the importance of having community is so critical. I learned this through my, um, you know, I dare nonprofit, you know, when we, you know, face-to-face on site, we meet individually, we meet people, families, children, right? Just people, business owners on, 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 you know, on the site, on the, um, you know, in our local communities and also regionally and also overseas, by the way, with the language barrier. I mean, you know, we, it, it, we learn quite a lot, you know, it's a win-win for us, you know, they learn, we learn. <laughs> so yeah, it might be difficult if you never actually put your plan into action for you when it becomes really necessary, when it becomes like shit, it's a fan situation, right? There are two main advantages to rehearsing your survival plans. First, you become acquainted with the process. You become acquainted and familiar with the steps, right? With the tools that you'll need to follow, giving you more confidence. Second, you can find any major flaws in your plan that would have otherwise been so stressful to deal with in the heat of the moment. This helps also uh, ensuring that your survival plans are airtight and will work well when the time comes. And really, really, it's just to having extra eyes in what's already been planned out for you, you know, extra eyes. And I'm a believer also of a continuous improvement. So this is something that I think is also a continuous improvement when you really, really, uh, you know, plan it out, having that scenarios, um, rehearsing it, your survival plans and everything. It's like, oh, okay. Rehearsing plans can mean different things for you depending on the situation that you're planning for and what your plans really involve. It might mean getting some practice in with certain tools, like I said, like a ladder that you just bought and you live on a second, third floor and then, you know, you you experience fire before and then you go, okay, next time I'm going to buy a ladder and then you never open it. You never really practice it with. So, you know, this is maybe, it might be walking an escape route to get a feel for the area. I mean, this is something that's so critical. Do this rehearsal every once in a while for different plans and much like a school would do with fire drills, right? When we were kids, you know, our children still do that. You don't need to do it every week, but it's good every now and then to do it. So it seems familiar when it's really time to put it in action. Like I said, how frequent is it? Commonly asked questions in my workshop. How frequent do we have to regularly, um, frequent do we have to practice this, Nikki? You know, your family emergency, you know, evacuation route and all of this stuff, you know, the what if. And I said to them, 
it's all depend on your household, your lifestyle, the, 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 the size of your household, right? Who's involved? You know, are you alone, living alone? Are you just with your dog? Are you with the cat? Are you with the, you know, with your husband, with your wife, with your kids? Are you uh, empty nesters? You know, are you an elder person? I mean, whole different array of uh, different categories, different array of circumstances there, right? So the, 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 the really short answer, it all depends on you. How much time will you willing to put into this? Seriously. So you don't need to do it every week, but it's good to every now and then to do it. It seems familiar when it's really time to put it in action. Practice a variety of things that you'll need for your uh, plans, from setting up tents, using fire starters, tying knots that you could use for animal trapping, having family members practice this as well. I think everybody helped to stay prepared. That's the thing. So, and the, the, the next one, prevent panic with backup plans for emergency. That is my next one. As important as detailed plans are for survival, something is bound to go wrong. Yes, Murphy's Law. How many of you know that? Familiar with that? Yes, do, do we know that? <laughs> More than five decades on the planet Earth, I think I, I, it's safe to say that I, I am seasoned when it comes to that with some disasters and emergency situations that I've gone through already in my life. <laughs> so important as detailed plans are for survival, something is bound to go wrong at some point your plan is what once needs to be enacted. No matter how much you practice it, you cannot predict the condition you're going to have deal with it. I'm going to co-sign nail it <laughs> with that. It's so true. You never know. Fire, seasoned firefighters, friends of mine, said it best. Just the way just I just said it. You never know what we have to deal with, the challenges or whatever situation, circumstances or the area that we go to. We never know, even though we train, 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 train to put out fires and, you know, you know, they, they work as a team, right? Uh, in a system like that, but you never know. So again, no matter how much you practice it, you cannot predict the conditions, the environment, the uh, the elements that you're going to be going that uh, going there you're going to go ahead to deal with so this is why it's so important to have entirely separate backup plans yes i'm a backup plan girl or at the very least addendums you want to talk about backup plans i have them all <laughs> addendums to your plans in the event that something goes wrong and you need to change the course mine i'm going to share with you a little bit here um i've done through my my uh, you know previous business, uh, I've done uh, like a side projects with some people, folks, seasoned people in survival SHTF. I call it and preppers and all this stuff, right? We we what we did a couple of things that we did we did with children, you know, after school program which went successfully, and we we discontinue uh, doing the program because we went on to other programs, bigger programs. But the second program that I want to share with you guys is this: is that I went. I decided one weekend, um, call up a couple of um, my, my circle friends that in the survival mode and survival um, uh, field. And then they said, yeah, let's go. Um, you know, I, I told them a plan. You know, this is my plan today. This is what I want to do. This is what I want to I want to create. This is my goal. And this is what we want to do. Uh, I want to see some results. Right. So it's 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 this is that uh, we drove to this remote area one day. Right. Um, and then we we only brought backpack on our back right each one of us but there's three of us and we went up to this hill by by foot right we park our car we 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 walk i don't know how far how long oh my gosh and it, it so happened it was raining 
<laughs> it's just to add the uh, the drama, uh, which is good. Uh, the dynamics, I should say, the dynamics of it, because it's it's it's, it's really kind of like oh, best training ever. So yeah, the uh, the rain was really cool. So we saw the clouds, went up to the hill, hiked up the hill, and in that hill we saw branches, we saw rocks, we saw old trees. And we saw things that's there already. So what we were trying to do, what I wanted to do for the team, the three of us, is to make a fire, to start a fire. And in case of rain, in case of whatever, we cannot go back to our home that night for two, three nights. We didn't say for three nights. We just want to see what we can do as far as like, um, you know, skills, right? Uh, make a fire and make a shelter. Basically, those are my two goals that day. Um, and then we start a fire basically, right? To, to see if like, okay, it's, it's, <laughs> it was raining anyway. So we're going to hop around here for the next few hours. God knows when, how long we're going to be here, but we're going to stay warm. And then to stay warm, we need fire. We want to eat some food. We need fire and we need to uh, get some water. We got some bottle waters in the, in the, uh, in our backpacks. Three of us have enough for the next few hours, but so enough for the next few hours, but about three days, right? Four nights, three days and things like that. So. Uh, we, we immediately, we, f we, we try to find stuff to make a shelter to stay for the night, two nights, three nights, right? So that's the exercise. That's the mentality that I am trying. I I'm not trying to tell you guys, I go out there and then tell your husband, tell your wife, like, I got to go for about three nights somewhere out in the boonie because Nikki there says, so. no, I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying to you that you know, you gotta have to have that survival skills. You gotta have to know how to practice it. You gotta have to know how to be acclimated to this sort of, uh, uh, you know, environment, environment of, of places that's gonna be uncomfortable for you. And this is so important when it comes to survival. Shit hits the fan. And that is so important. Guys, uh, you are listening here to Nikki Dare's 10 strategic mindset for survival. Shit hits a fan situation. And this is part of my, uh, roadmap to sustainability. Uh, and leadership as well, leadership 365. And I just want to share with you guys some of the, the tips uh, that I, you know, strategic mindset for survival. And we're talking about prevent panic, backup plans for emergencies. And I go, I'm just going a little tangent here to some of my experiences that I have done before uh, that I wanted you guys to encourage you guys that really survival and safety skills are very, very important. It's a skill that you got to have to master as well. I mean, it's okay if you don't master, at least that you know that you got to have, right? As important as detailed plans are for survival, something is bound to go wrong. As I stated earlier, that your plan is going to go wrong and how you're going to do it. Plan B, plan C, no matter how much you practice it, you cannot predict these conditions that you're going to have to deal with. So be ready with that. This is why it's so important to have entirely separate, separate, Backup plans, the contingency plans, I call it plan B, plan C. So, for example, one of your plans might be involved taking your family in the car, driving out a separate branch, right? Somewhere to hide out. In that case, what are you supposed to do if the roads become closed? If there is like a sign that says road closed, aren't you familiar with that? Very common, right? Or entirely congested with traffic. Yeah, try LA traffic, 405, 5 freeway. <laughs> um, yeah, all of that, Hollywood freeways, right? If you don't have a backup plans that can you can use in the event of unforeseen conditions or even the conditions on the roads, right? Icy and things like that. You're not only going to be in a bad spot objectively, but mentally as well. You're going to get into trigger into this like cussing and then, you know, get your blood rice <laughs> to the wrong places and all of that. Panic will quickly set in. 
once you have to come up with a whole new plan on the fly, especially when you're not familiar with it. So by taking a bit of extra time to come up with some alternative scenarios, boy, do I love this. This is my jam, by the way. Alternative scenarios. Yeah, what if scenarios. You can prevent yourself from getting into a mental mess later down the line. Consider what kind of hurdles could likely prevent your plan from working out and how to avoid them. So the next is going to take you further. Why panicking is the most dangerous thing you can do. All right. So that's strategic mindset. The next one, I believe that's number, what is it? Number seven or the last three, I believe, right? Many people underestimate just how much harm panicking can do for you, both in short-term and long-term survival situation. There are plenty of adverse effects that can stem directly from losing your cool in these stressful situations. One of the worst side effects of panicking is making mistakes. I've seen this over and over that you otherwise wouldn't make. You know, you're so sure you're not going to make this, but you made it because you're just so panicked. When you start to get nervous and try to work quickly, you're bound to mess up simple things that you know how to do normally. Very, very common. These mistakes can be minor, but they can also be costly. Think about that. Mistakes can be minor, can be simple, but yes, it can be costly. Something like tying a knot wrong and then having to retie it is not a big deal, but properly filtering your drinking water could have serious consequences. Filtering your drinking water. So in the long term, distress can even cause you to be more prone to get sick, health problems due to the sustained long-term increase in cortisol levels. Next one, keep your spirits high using non-essential items. Not everything you carry with you in survival situation has to be a highly essential piece of equipment. I'm going to tell you that right now. So review your items inside your backpack, inside your side of kids, whatever it is that you keep and store it, you know, review it from time to time. Okay. Keeping things to keep yourself calm or entertaining times of stress is extremely important, even more so if you have kids. So it doesn't have to be anything bulky, but something as simple as puzzle book and a pen can keep you occupied during times when there's not much else that you need to. Keeping boredom and stress at a bay is greatly beneficial as well. Ensure that it's something that doesn't require electricity to work, though things like novels, small, you know, the book, small, um, you know, instruments like um, I keep this to harmonica. I, I have this little, um, what do you call this? I, I have two of them actually. And I have one upstairs in my room and I have one that I always bring around, um, you know, whenever I'm on vacation, things like that, because it really keeps me on peace, <laughs> peaceful, can give you a lot of joy and peace during otherwise stressful times but harmonica is really common harmonica is really recommended you know uh, get one of those even things like foods that aren't the most nutritious but taste good can be helpful to carry um you know my son loves uh going to fitness now he say he's big and huge in this you know like uh the power bars right i i don't have many but he's got tons <laughs> and then we recycle them all the time in his backpack Chances are you'll get sick of eating canned vegetables and preserved meat after a while. So having something like little candies, you know, like I said, um, 
you know, all of this have expiration date, by the way. So be aware of that. Be mindful about the expiration date. Like I said, you got to have to recycle it regularly and you got to have to be mindful about that. One of the best way to recycle, by the way, and to also check regularly uh, your, your emergency items around your house, around your business, around your workplace is during the daylight saving time. And I, you know, I'm an advocate for that. And it's everywhere on my website, everywhere on my, um, on iDare you know, social media and things like that. But this um, can also bring some stress relief, you know, having these little candies and things like that. Or, yeah, not candy so much because I, I don't eat candies. The, 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 the power bars, you know, all of this little snack thing. All right. So prevent stress in advance by kicking addiction now. And that's this last one, guys. The last 10 of strategic mindset for your survival. Shit hits a fan. Preventing stress in advance by kicking addiction right now. So if a survival situation were to occur, the last thing you want is something like an addiction holding you back, being alert and stress-free. The sudden withdrawal can make you irritable and stressed out, whatever it is, right? Whether it be cigarettes. You know, I'm not a smoker. Alcohol. You know, I don't drink. You know, I just drink mimosa over my dinner. You know, once in a while I have my Cosmo, you know, at parties and things like that and social drink, Right. Um, or even caffeine. Yeah, I have latte, Starbucks latte. They, they are adverse effects from suddenly stopping all these usages when you're addicted to them, you know, especially when you do it every day. You know, caffeine for me, latte for me. Uh, with caffeine, with latte, for in- instance, you'll be much more sluggish and likely irritable. I think more for my, my, uh, my, uh, my, my, you know, personal thing is more sluggish. You know, I get like, ugh. And then that's just a withdrawal, I guess. (laughs) It would be costly and inconvenient to have to always carry around some methods of making coffee. So if you want to be as prepared as possible for any kind of survival situation, it's best to kick any addiction you might have now. You know, for for latte, for coffee, you know, move it back to tea, you know. Yeah, decaf perhaps and things like that. If not being tied to any particular substance, you'll be able to remain sharp consistently. And you won't suddenly become irritable because you're lacking something you're used to having, right? You have enough stress to focus on without the withdrawals. All right, guys, that is it. It is it from me. Goodness. 10 strategic mindset for survival. Shit hits the fan. My name is Nikki Dare. I've been an advocate for leadership and team relationship building in corporate environment. Uh, as an outgrowth of my longtime passion, commitment for excellence, loyalty, dedication, integrity. That's how I dare acronym must drive, which is for integrity, diversity, adaptation, resilience, empowerment. The concept was born after the passing of my late father, who has been my, my, my bestest, bestest mentor in my life, the best 29 years I've had with him. Uh, and because I have been a lifetime volunteer to many organizations since I was in high school, uh, I decided to run my own nonprofit with its grassroots mission to save lives uh, through education, through educating, mobilizing resources and disaster risk reduction. Why is that? Because we know when disaster strikes, there's going to be some kind of uh, level of injuries, right? But we can certainly reduce the risk, reduce those injuries. And that's where I come in. I Dare was born out of all this journey as well as Dare education. We educate families and children staying prepared from disasters, both in natural and man-made disasters, uh, mainly active shooting uh, scenarios, and active shooting tragedies, uh, you know, disasters. That's what we, uh, we, uh, we educate to staying prepared from and save thousands of lives in five different countries so far. 
since 2012. And support our cause, guys, uh, to reach 1 million smiles to idearecares.org. I am... Um, it's, it's Amazon Smiles. What it is that you shop through Amazon Smile and uh, you choose the NPO, nonprofit organization, which is us, I dare, I D A R E, and you register for free one time, only one time, one time. Set it up in your Amazon, you know, type in, pull out a browser and call, type it in I, uh, Amazon Smile and Amazon pop up and there's going to be register. Yes. Register yourself uh, because you're an Amazon shopper and set it up. Your NPO is IDARE. And every time when you shop in Amazon, Amazon, Jeff Bezos is so great, uh, gracious enough to, uh, you know, donate 0.05%, whatever you purchase. Um, and then it's zero, really. It's, it's free to register. It doesn't cost you anything. It's just that they take, um, you know, that 0.05% off your purchases, total purchases every time you shop on Amazon. So yeah, just don't forget to shop through Amazon Smiles and help us reach 1 million smiles, I dare cares. Okay, guys, um, yes, it's been a great, 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 um, you know, sharing here. And there is an ebook that I have, um, this particular topic, 10 Strategic Mindset for Survival, and it's for my leadership uh, 365 and also roadmap to sustainability, safety and survival, all of that great stuff, guys. And I, you know, this is something that I am very passionate about and will be so kind enough, grateful enough for you guys to come over to connect with me on LinkedIn and also YouTube. And, you know, please do comment if you listen to this in iHeartRadio, Spotify, uh, connect with me, subscribe for free. And if you listen to Substack and all of this uh, paid subscription, um, I don't know. This is like my first time uh, podcasting through that platform. So, yeah, thank you so very much. Uh, you know, great to uh, have you here. And then listening so far here, I don't know how long it's been, but 10 Strategic Mindset for Survival. Thank you so much for listening. It's been really, really wonderful. Hopefully you had had, you know, some values out of listening today and the best takeaways that you get. Uh, from listening with me here. This is Nikki Dare. Thanks so much for listening. Have a blessed day and see you next time. Take care. Bye now. You have been listening to Nikki Dare's Radio, a podcast of sustainability with your host, Ms. Nikki Dare. Nikki Dare's life has been spent passionately in helping others going through transformation, both personal and professional. To learn more, please visit Ms. Dare's websites, education.nickydare.com. Workshops on safety preparedness, situational awareness are available. Also available, the Transformational Coaching Series. For corporate and private group pricing, please contact us. Please visit her website, nickydare.com. All of her broadcasts are available for free download on iTunes podcast, Nikki Dare. For more details on opportunities for sponsorships and speaking engagements, please email us at education at nickydare.com. Join her next time, Living in Purpose and Passion. Our mission is to live a sustainable life with your host, Nikki Dare. Nikki Dare.